This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. reached my favorite murder <laughs> podcast you've reached 323 don't say my phone number <laughs> it'll be fun let's just see what happens if you have memorized my phone number i would be greatly impressed with you wouldn't that be cool dude i don't know my own phone number i don't i think i know your area code <laughs> every every time i have to put my, my phone number into like a uh, any kind of a uh-huh. form that i'm filling out i have to say it out loud and like picture it in my mind <laughs> I did. Vince and I memorized each other's phone numbers way back when, just in case of emergency. For safety. Let's do each other's, too. Okay. So in case my emergency is So my date one eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll memorize it better if it's on the show and everyone yeah, helps us. So we can just listen to it over and over again. <clears throat> this is my favorite part where we talk about phone numbers. Guys. But seriously, Stephen, give your phone number on there right Stephen, now. Stephen, you do it. You do it for everyone. Five five five. <laughs> Perfect. Five, five, five. Dinosaur. Yep. <laughs> it's the dinosaur hotline. What if it's just podcast? P O D of, of people just reciting their phone numbers. Yes. Linda Berry, who's a great uh, comic book artist and writer, mm-hmm. I took a writing class of hers, and she does this exercise giving an example of how if you draw a memory, if you write about memories from your childhood, they're much richer mm-hmm. than adult. And then she goes, here's an example. What's your first phone number? <laughs> uh, and know it immediately. Right. Everyone starts smiling and giggling yeah. and everybody can recite their first phone number. And then she's like, okay, how about two phone numbers ago? You have no fucking clue. Because <laughs> no. who cares by that point in life? You're yeah. sort of dead inside that you just don't care. <laughs> a phone isn't exciting anymore. No. <laughs> um, 762-3221. That five, was five, the nine, first one. Five, five, eight, nine. Okay. Yes. Let's uh, talk and think about hometown murders. Yeah. Let's really focus on what we were bringing to the people this week, which is their own stories. Which is the, the people. Right. We're bringing the people. Do you ever get offended that I go first all the time? I could not give a single shit if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get offended that you go Hold first? Hold on, you I- care about this podcast though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always just do it. It feels like it's Look my first line I'm all not the time. holding the papers because I'm not. expecting you to go first. She puts her stuff aside. I take it as a silent cue. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the subject line of this is, my mom would probably get arrested if she did this today. I love it. Hey, FM, hey, MFM fam. When I was a teenager, I was obsessed with scary movies, and my mom loved Halloween. My birthday is in October, so on my 13th or 14th birthday, I decided to have a sleepover. Oh, no. <laughs> where we planned to watch a scary movie and just hang out. When my friends and I had settled in to watch Psycho in the living room, my mom left us there to go pick up pizza. I know what she's going to do. <laughs> I'll set the scene. My parents' living room was a big open space that had a huge glass door out to the deck in one direction 
direction, connected to the kitchen in another direction, and the foyer in the front door the other way. A while after my mom left, as we watched the movie in the dark, a large man began (laughs) began pounding on the back door. He was standing on the deck looking in. We, of course, jumped up and began running in all directions and began screaming. You're probably thinking, oh, no, then they they called 911. No, we didn't. Why? I don't know. Other than to say that teenagers are really fucking stupid sometimes. (laughs) Just as we began to calm down and try to figure out what to do, a pounding came from the front door. As I moved toward the door, again, why, you stupid, stupid girl? The same large man stuck his hand in the door and began waving it around, yelling something I don't remember now. I slammed the door closed and locked it. Just moments later, and mind you, we were still running around screaming and not calling 911. (laughs) We heard the garage door open and my mom walked in. As we hysterically tried to tell her what happened, she seemed not to believe us, holding it together only for a few moments and then dissolved into laughter. (sighs) That's right. My own mother recruited our neighbor down the street to stage a motherfucking break-in just to scare us. (laughs) Can you imagine if she pulled that shit today, she'd get arrested or at the very least child services would be called. Oh my God. Surprisingly, I have no lasting damage from this incident and it did go down as a great sleepover according to my friends (laughs) yeah thanks so much for everything you do in this crazy awesome community that you've created because of mfm i've met a group of women who are helping me achieve my wildest craziest dream of writing a book yay sstgmk that's awesome that's so rad i keep thinking about like what if they had grabbed a knife i would have stabbed at that hand i mean that is the worst it's, it's a, the worst idea. It's the worst idea. And and at the same time, that's like, and I th- can't remember if I told you the story or not. My crazy friend, Brian, who I used to work at the Gap with, uh-huh. um, uh, who one time told me a story that he thought was really funny where he broke into his friend's house wearing a pantyhose on his face. Oh, no. With a knife in his hand. No. He crawled into her, his, her kitchen window. A female? Yes. What a dick. And she kicked him in the balls <laughs> and beat the shit out of him. And then he got really mad at her. And then she, and then she was like, I'm not talking to you anymore. And he's like, what? I thought it was funny. Oh my God. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> But you have to know. I love he's, her. He's yeah, really hilarious. He he just thought I was like when he told me the story. I was laughing, but I was also like Brian, what is wrong with you? You're you're such like a guy. Yeah. You don't understand why that is the scariest possible thing, right? And why this person would never want to speak to you again, <laughs> rightly so. <laughs> oh, Brian, Brian. Also, imagine having a 13 year old. You have to hate them so much at that point that you just <sighs> want to fuck with them. So good for the mom. Yeah, she probably it's like her was only like, sanity left. Let me get you give you a little perspective of all the things you're you're like crying and pouting about yeah. around the house. Yeah, let's give you a little dose let of me, hideous reality. Let mommy give you a dose <laughs> of reality. You and I go pick up a pizza. I'll get your fucking pizza. You know your mom is bullshitting you if she goes to pick up a pizza in this in, right from 19. 19- <laughs> 79 on whenever they invented there's Domino's. no picking up pizza you don't, no mother goes to pick up pizza there's no such thing why take get pizza out? let's take out yeah take out pizza take out any food okay okay we're done we're done i can't tell you the name of this because it's funny okay you get it's it's a reveal okay it's a bit of a reveal it's a reveal hello ladies steven pets <laughs> georgia turned and looked at elvis to, <laughs> to say pets to him I did. Yes. You included Elvis in that. <laughs> like, conversationally. Pets. I did. Hey, pets. I gestured to him. Yep. He wants to be included. He really does. He, it's all over his face. 
He longs to be a part of this. Oh, okay. Uh, I am an army spouse living in Germany. You know, the Elvis and uh, his Instagram account just got to 100,000 followers today. <gasps> Congratulations, Elvis. He's really proud of himself. Steven's yeah. doing a quiet clap. Thank yes. you. It's all I've ever wanted is for this cat to be famous. Yeah, And he's there. And there we are. <laughs> okay. I'm an army spouse living in Germany. Your show gets me through uh, every time my husband is away. We're stationed in Baumholder. Funny coincidence, Jeffrey Dahmer was actually stationed at the same base and lived in the barracks here. Oh. Apparently, he didn't, while he didn't commit any murders that we know of, he did sexually assault his roommate and maybe a few others. Jesus. I had too much wine at an Easter dinner we hosted with friends we were still getting to know recently. Uh Uh-oh. I 100% overshared information about him and totally freaked everyone out. (laughs) I also revealed to my neighbors that I thought our neighbor was Bradford Bishop. I'm still convinced he is and talked about murder at my son's third birthday party. <laughs> this is just before I casually said about my son. Yeah, he was throwing up this morning, but I think he's fine now. Having already served my neighbor's cake, which my son sprayed spit all over while blowing his candles out. <laughs> I really need to lay off the wine. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> We've hit a whole new area of stories. Yeah. Which is just like stuff I fucked up this week. Right. Tell us how you've horrified your neighbors or tell us neighbor stories. I love it. Anyways, my story is from a few years back when we were living in Richmond Hill, Georgia. My husband was deployed to Afghanistan. We lived in a one-story house and my dog, Kayla, and I were asleep in the back bedroom. At 2 a.m., Kayla started barking frantically. The Mm. hair on the back of her neck stood up. Uh -uh. She ran into the living room, freaked the fuck out, and ran back to me and stood in front of me like she was trying to protect me. I could hear noises coming from the front door. Naturally, the first person I called was as a fully grown adult woman was my mom. (laughs) My family was vacationing in a lodge in North Carolina, and my mom had to stand in a corner of a room to hear me because the reception was so bad. She advised me to call the police, which I did. I explained the situation to the operator, who was very understanding, and stayed on the line with me until the officers arrived at the door. I opened my front door to two officers shining a mag light on my chubby cat, Phoebe. (laughs) Phoebe had a habit of looking up our glass storm door at the moths on our porch. For some reason that night, I didn't notice her and shut my front door, wedging her between the storm door and the front door. (laughs) Poor baby must have been stuck there for several hours before she freaked out and tried to move herself. It must have been quite the sight for the cops. One cop was very concerned about her well-being. The other was clearly very annoyed with me. (laughs) She was totally fine. I tried to snuggle her, but she swatted me away as she is fiercely private and I think was a little embarrassed. Yeah. SSDGM, Alyssa. P.S. Here's a picture of Kayla and Phoebe. Oh, I don't care. That's (laughs) hilarious. There is nothing scarier than a dog barking in the middle of the night. It is. That's the the time George did that the first time she. Oh, there they are. What? There's there's Phoebe. They're cuddling. Oh, yeah. they're cuddling. It's, it's a pet friends. That's the sweetest thing I've ever. The cats. They don't know if they're cuddling or the cat is trying to smother the dog. But it's <laughs> they're sleeping about it. It still looks like fun, fun pet friend stuff. Does Georgia? Have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my god, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient. Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the 
critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Why do I always remember lyrics to songs, Karen, that I haven't heard for years, but I always forget my email passwords? I know, right? It's like our brains only want us to retain useless information, but with 1Password, that problem solved. 1Password is an award-winning password manager that's trusted by families and large-scale companies alike. If you're tired of being the person that everyone texts for a streaming login, hand that honor to 1Password. They let you share logins with people and with groups. With 1Password, you can securely switch between any device type or operating system. That means if you're a family or business that uses both Mac and PC, you won't have trouble sharing your private data. Don't let the name fool you. 1Password does more than just store passwords. It can autofill usernames, payment details, and personal information. And they notify you about potential data breaches. For business operations, 1Password has a dedicated support team that will integrate its security tools into your existing workflow. 1Password saves everyone time. And we all know that time saved equals money saved saved. Your accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. 1Password was named Wirecutter's best password manager and companies like Salesforce and IBM trust 1Password to secure their most sensitive information. So you can too. Right now, our listeners get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash MFM. onepasswordcom slash MFM. Goodbye. Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and all. When I was 17, I attended a small K-12 through laboratory school on the local university's campus. Have you ever heard of a laboratory school? No. 
They must specialize in doing stuff in the laboratory. Smart kids, probably. Smarties. Homework style kids. Yeah. How do you do homework? (laughs) Fuck, I never figured it out. I couldn't do it. No. No patience. Never. No. Uh, Congratulations, all you laboratory (laughs) school kids that could do homework. The school was built back in the like 1920s, so much to our teacher's dismay, Students would often discover some of the building's old quirks, like the secret entrances to the university's underground tunnel system. What? Cool. And mysterious passageways hidden beneath or behind gates in the auditorium. But other than the occasional discovery or passed down myth, the school was just about as boring as any other, except for that it was a laboratory school. (laughs) Until one morning, we got a weird PA announcement that we were to evacuate the school immediately. There were no fire alarms and the teachers ushered us into another campus building. So we were immediately tipped off that something weird was going on. And then the bomb squad showed up. Shut up. It turns out that one of the teachers was cleaning out an old unorganized chemical closet when they found crystallized picric acid, in parentheses, TNP. Uh-huh. Don't know it. I didn't go to a lab school, so you're going to have to explain this to me. Yeah, I've never heard of picric acid in my life. That... Okay, that they estimated had been sitting there for over 50 years with no one knowing about it. The night before, my favorite timid science teacher was dragged into the situation to help identify the substance, so she filled me in the next day. I definitely noped out of studying science, but but from what she explained, picric acid was an explosive that was used in bombs and grenades in World War One, but was later replaced by TNT, which was less powerful, but safer to manufacture. Perfect. In its liquid state, it's apparently safe enough to let high schoolers experiment with. No. But basically, once it's crystallized, it can explode from rapid heating, (sighs) a big enough impact, or reacting with metal. And the teacher from the 50s that tucked the sucker away, you guessed it, put a metal lid on the container. Who the fuck? The teachers called the university in the proper channels that night, but apparently, it was chill to let us come to school the next day (laughs) While the professionals came in to check it out down the hall. Luckily, the bomb squad got it out via pulley system from the second story window and no one was injured. But just the thought of attending school for over 10 years where there was a bomb in the upstairs closet gives me the chills. Anyway, stay sexy and clean out your damn closet, Lizzie. (laughs) You guys, that's a safety lesson for today. Uh, Don't put your picric acid with metal. Picric acid. Picric acid. All right. That's a good one. I like it. All right. You never know. Tell me tell me things. Okay. This one's called... Well, I don't know which one to read. All right. Mm, okay. Here we go. This one's called... I laughed at my home invaders, too. Oh. Hello, Georgia and Karen and company. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, after listening to episode 124, hearing Georgia assume she'd laugh if she were going about her business in her home and saw an intruder, I thought, hey, I did that. I'd like to tell you the story about how I woke up I woke up too sexy and somehow didn't get murdered. One night in 2015 when I was when I lived with a few roommates in Pittsburgh, I woke up to a man telling me to get the fuck up. Now, I was very soundly sleeping commando in and in a nighty, don't ask uh, why I don't know <laughs> Air it out girl Sure I was very confused And figured it was One of my roommate's Drunk friends Coming to harass uh, Me to wake up and drink I politely told them To fuck <laughs> off And get out of my room At which point They started shouting at me To give them my phone And tell me where the money is All while I have A gun to my head Whoa. This is where things Started to become more clear 
oh shit, I was being robbed. I don't know what came over me. Maybe it was the fact that I had no underwear on and I was terrified of being raped, but I started cursing at these masked intruders and I gave them my phone. I laughed in their face when they asked where the money is because I was 25, living with four other people and completely broke. (laughs) They had my three roommates face down on a bed on the lower floor. I had an attic room attic room and they were (laughs) trying to get me to come with them so I would be with the rest of them. In total, there were four intruders. It took three of them to get me, 5'3", and 125 pounds to come downstairs. I demanded that I grabbed a hoodie to wrap around my waist that I knew had a stabby cat in it, just in case they got physical. Wow. Oh, my God. So brave? Question mark? They forced me down the steps while I yelled at them not to hurt my cat. (laughs) That was just lying there next to my bed. Totally chill. <laughs> For the next 20 minutes or so, the four men took turns laughing, pushing guns in our heads and our backs while they ransacked our home. I continued to call them stupid idiots, fucking assholes, pieces of shit, etc. My roommates begged me to shut up. Yeah, you should have shut up. You should have shut up. That's insane. I don't know what came over me. I'm the kindest, peace, most peaceful person in every situation, but I guess my fight or flight kicked in. Yeah. To wrap things up, the dudes left. My one roommate phoned someone on Skype to call the cops. I threw on clothes and ran to the gas station to phone the cops, too. By the time I got back, the cops were there. They didn't catch anyone that night. And the next day around 2 p.m., one of the idiot robbers came back for my roommate's car and sped off with it. Luckily, my friend was there with a cell phone, so I could call the cops immediately. They got the car, but the robber bailed and ran. Uh, All four roommates left the house immediately after the robbery. However, I stuck around (laughs) and checked the locks on every single door and window a few times a night for a few weeks. You know, the usual. After a few years of therapy and sweet medication, I am finally ready to move into my own studio apartment next month. And it helps to have a dog who now barks at literally anything. Yes. Thanks for all you do and helping ladies like me to stay sexy and not get murdered. Love ya, Amanda. Wow. Girl. Well, yeah, she was she was in a mode where she was just like her mouth was going. Yeah, she was. That was her panic thing. Plucky. Yeah. Of fighting. But that is. Yeah. Not when not when there's a gun at your head. No. Three people with guns. No, no, no. She got lucky. Well, I'm glad that she like can live alone now. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really hard thing to go through. I think the dog thing is essential. Dogs, they kill it. I mean, whether it's a fat cat stuck in a doorway or <laughs> a true killer, they will let you know. Yep, Elvis, you have never done anything like that. Or like Frank, where he just sometimes barks at the ceiling. Okay. <laughs> is he wrong? Ceiling is probably being a dick. Did I tell you the horrible story about Frank barking? And then, and I was like, shut up. And I was yelling at him because he never normally barks in like when we're all laying down in the TV room, chilling out. Uh, no. He, the next morning I got up, there was a dead bird. Did I tell you that? Mm -mm. Dead bird on the dog bed. George was laying on it and (gasps) Frank was barking because he wanted to go lick it and lay on it. And I, when I walked in the room, it, all the lights were out and I'd been gone all day. So it just looked, you know, I didn't like yeah. flick the lights on and inspect everything. Yeah. So I never saw the bird. You're just like hugging George. Who's I got was bird. Guts. I touched both of those dogs oh. and they're dumb. I mean, dumb. it was so disgusting. And Frank's like, get up. That's my fucking bird. dude. Yeah. Next time Frank does just r- like, <laughs> like consistent barking. I'm going to pay attention to yeah. him because it was <laughs> so That's awful. disgusting. Also, just like birds. Yeah. They they have so many bugs on them. Oh, they're, they're like, filthy. It's horrifying. They're filthy. And they licked it like a goddamn lollipop. <laughs> All right. 
My grandmother escaped a POW camp. Wow. Since there have been a whole mess of World War II stories lately, I figure I might as well throw my grandmother's story into the ring. Do it. My Oma grew up in Yugoslavia on a farm with her parents who were raised in Germany and relocated before my grandmother was born. They stayed in Yugoslavia until the war broke out. Russian soldiers eventually overtook the village they lived in and ripped my grandmother and her parents from their home <gasps> and put them in a prisoner of war camp. After working in the camp for several months, my Oma was alone. She'd been separated from her father and mother and had been killed. Uh, she had been separated from her father and her mother had been killed by one of the guards. Oh, right. She said one day that just happened to be her birthday, um, her 13th birthday. She was digging in the dirt near one of the border gates trying to pass the time, I guess. Where she was digging, a guard was walking the perimeter of the fence back and forth to keep an eye on her and anyone else who's with, within close proximity. She said that as she continued to dig, she noticed that at one point the guard had turned his back to her and kept walking in the opposite direction. Instead of turning around, he just kept on walking away from my Oma. Without thinking, she got up and walked over to the fence, slid her skinny, mm. malnourished body through the bars and ran. Oh my the God. camp was in the middle of nowhere. There weren't any trees and the nearest town was miles away. To this day, she doesn't know if the guard saw her and spared her life or if he just never turned back around. She has no idea how how no one saw her since there was nowhere for her to hide. She just kept running until she ended up in the nearest town where she stayed with a distant relative. Ugh. After the war, she was reunited with her father, met my grandfather, and they all eventually moved to Michigan. <laughs> I'm 26, and I hadn't heard the story until recently. My aunt asked my Oma how she got out of the camp, and my Oma looked at her and very matter-of-factly said, I slid through the bars. I thought she was kidding and started laughing and immediately felt like an asshole when I realized she was serious. I should have known that a woman as strong as she is would manage to escape from such a horrible situation in such a badass way. Today, she lives a quiet life, reading her German novels, nagging my grandfather, and feeding everyone schnitzel. Aww. Stay sexy and hug your Oma, Rachel. Aww. Isn't that the best? Oh, my God. Wow. I feel like we should end on that one, right? Yeah, that's a goodie. That's a goodie. The one I have to end on was depressing, so let's not do that. Okay. Let's save it for next week. Nice. Listen. <laughs> we'll kick it off. Look. <laughs> Look and listen for next week. Um, God, that's beautiful. I mean, at this point, I think we might need to start calling the minisodes like just rando stories that you decide we should hear. Right. Because like, it's everything. Crazy shit that, that people have found in your laboratory school. Oh. Like, like, just a, how about just an email explaining laboratory school? <laughs> <laughs> Never. How about... <laughs> Yeah, I like crazy old find finding crazy old things. Yeah, stories. Those are good. Yeah, I think the razor blade in the um, medicine cabinet hole is like legendary. Changed my life. Legendary, and it's to this day we still get photos of. Still get photos. Well, because it's the kind of thing pe nobody sees it until right. they see it, and then they go, "Holy shit!" There's one in my medicine cabinet. Do we need to tell the new group of listeners that there's a little? You don't know this, but if you look at your old medicine cabinet, there's like a little slit that says like it's for you to put your men to put their old razor blades in there. And the, but all they're doing is dropping them into the wall. Yeah, it's all that DNA. It's so 1932. It is. I wonder like, if they'll ever get DNA evidence on someone like from those. Well, if your DNA has ever been pulled off a razor blade that's in a wall, please send us an email <laughs> and tell us all about how you're in jail because some contractor <laughs> knocked down a wall <laughs> where your razor or whatever you know we'll take any story yeah some version of that that's right thanks for listening you guys so send it to my favorite murderer gmail yes and, and stay sexy and, and, i'm sorry and don't get murdered <laughs> <laughs> bye elvis you want cookie wow yes good boy